The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, here at the Advisors Roundtable, we're always talking about uh, numbers and money and real life. And today, um, I want to get a little deeper in the woods and weeds with uh, a, a couple numbers. Today, I saw a, a report, actually late last night, that came out of the uh, Labor Department. And this report says that an estimated 30% of American adults have left account balances in former sponsor uh, 401k employer plans. 30%. 30% of American working adults. Okay. Do you find that a lot? That where people, you know, they're working for one company and they come in, they want you to look at their finances and they want to develop a plan for possibly retiring. And they say, oh, by the way, five years ago, I used to work over at XYZ and I think I still got some money over there. Yeah. So I think that's about accurate. 30%. 30, and I, I'd almost consider a little bit higher than that. Maybe maybe 40% would have been my guess. All right, so it says 30% here. And I, I'm continuing yeah. to, to read. It also says that this adds up to an estimated $100 billion. $100 billion by 30% of the American working adult population is just hanging out there? Is that, is that what I'm reading here? I would think that was low. $100 yeah. billion. Dollars mm-hmm. Just hanging. That's what's happening, right? right? It's just out there. Not being managed. Right. Not being kept up with. How many times people come into your uh, your office and you and, and they tell you about accounts like this and you say well what's it invest in invested in i don't know <laughs> oh no uh what do you think it's invested in i don't know it's been a long time for since, since, since i looked at it and in fact i don't think i get account statements on it well do you know how to log in oh no mm-hmm. you've got hundreds thousands of your own dollars right. of your own money out there and you don't know anything about it First of all, my question is, why? Why do you have money hanging out there that you don't know anything about or you're not managing it or you don't know how to, uh, to contact it? or, 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 or why, I, why, why am I avoiding it? So here, here's my theory, mm-hmm. okay? And you've known these types of individuals in the, in the past who maybe have a, a certain uh, affinity towards a, a particular subject. Okay. Right. They know everything there is to know about NASCAR. Right. Okay. But when it comes to math, their brain shuts off. <laughs> right. 
Oh, I don't know how to do math. I can't add and subtract. But they can tell me the finishing times of this guy right. uh, or right. the batting averages of that yeah. di- or the putting whatevers mm-hmm. or the the length of the drive. Right. So I think in some cases uh-huh. uh, these individuals have something associated with money in the stock market and their brain just shuts off. Kind of like they, Matt. It, it, yeah, it's, it's, and they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to think about it. They don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Even when it's hundreds or thousands of dollars? Even even when it's thousands of dollars. So that... Be- because they don't understand it. Ah. Uh, and because they don't understand it, mm-hmm. they don't want to deal with it. Okay. And they figure not dealing with it is probably better than touching it and messing it up, right? <laughs> well, it's kind of like electricity. Yeah. That's that's my theory, <laughs> at least. So my, my wife had this mm-hmm. get-together, and boy, did I get in trouble. But... <clears throat> That that is an aside to this whole story. But my wife had this get together on our back patio and porch and mm-hmm. and and deck, and she spent a lot of money four or five years ago on this patio and porch and deck, mm-hmm. a lot of money. So, and with the intent of entertaining back there, right? And we do from time to time. So she had something for my senior. High school senior daughter and her friends. Mm-hmm. And this was a soiree, let me tell you, yeah. boys. And so, uh, you know, I was supposed to be doing certain functions. And one of the functions was to make sure that we had some um, good electrical service out there. And we do. All over the walls, I made sure the contractor put a lot of outlets out there. And so I went and got some uh, extension cords because we were going to have... Homemade ice cream. Okay. So, and four or five different mamas were were bringing these things with homemade ice cream already made up, and I just needed to make sure they could get plugged up, and there was plenty of ice. Mm-hmm. Okay? That was my function. Yeah. So Extension cords and ice. I, I, I think I can handle that. Yep. Extension cords and ice. And so the ladies start showing up, and I have the extension cords, and I'd all I'd roll them up so they would, didn't weren't obtrusive, and they didn't get out in our way, and the, you could hide them under, you know, mm-hmm. your ice bucket or under your uh, ice cream freezer, mm-hmm. and everything was cool until we plugged them in, and the electricity wasn't there. Okay. It wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So I run out, you know, I go to the breaker box. I know that much about electricity. Yeah. And I start searching. And there's nothing that's tripped. Mm-hmm. And I see the one that says it controls that one back there. And I think, well, maybe they're a short or something. So I flip it off and then turn it back on. And I yell to the back of the house, working now? No. And I can tell mm-hmm. the frustration. Because I've waited till the last oh, yeah. minute here. So I had to go get really long extension mm-hmm. cords and, and lots of adapters on the end and bring it basically from inside the house so that we could have some homemade ice cream. Mm-hmm. All right. So I was dangerous. You know, I yeah. knew that was about my extent of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so I called the electrician, man, you got to get over here. He said, man, I can't make it this afternoon. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, I will give me another name. And I don't know anybody who's available at the drop of a hat, Greg. Right. And so you just got to deal with it like you've dealt with it so far. It sounds like in the background, I can hear ice cream freezers working. So you're covered. I'll get over there. He gets over there, and we start a three-hour 
hunting mm-hmm. expedition on trying to find why. Yep. And there was one of those ground fault things mm-hmm. that wasn't working, that malfunctioned, that shut everything else because it was all on the same jumper. Yeah. I've learned some terms yeah. here, mm-hmm. you know, out there, which means that I, I, I'm glad I had an expert because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known what a jumper was. I wouldn't have known for what a ground fault thing. I wouldn't have known how to t- test. I wouldn't have known where to find the problem. Right. So what we're going to do today is we're going to try to figure out how to find the problem, the answer to this 30% billion dollar issue, and help you understand right here on Super Talk Radio at the Advisors Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you here on Super Talk Radio. And Bubba, today we're talking about why there's so much money out there in the, I, I guess we could call them orphaned yeah. 401k accounts mm-hmm. out there. Now, I'll tell you this. Congress, in all of their wisdom, is trying to help us as Americans identify and then address this issue. Do it's you feel nice better? Yeah. You feel better? Of course I do. We're from the government. We're here yeah. to help you, buddy. All right, so uh, quite actually, this is the third time that a bill has been introduced in the Congress uh, to come up with this lost and found 401k thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're looking to try to come up with this online depository. It's basically based on your social security number. Okay. So you would go to work for Phil, our executive producer, at the radio station in the sky, and he w- had a 401k there for you, and you worked there two or three years, and then you go to work for National Public Radio, mm-hmm. and if you had your social security number with the other employer, and then you go to the, the second employer, then you could go into this national, and supposedly the Department of Labor and the Treasury Department are going to try to work together in order to put this backbone of this depository Mm -hmm. together so that you can have this registry of all of your 401k dollars. Now, you will know where they are. Supposedly, you go and pull up your account Mm -hmm. by your social security number, and you can see, I had one at Phil's radio station, and now I got one at National Public Radio. If you want to, you can put them together, Supposedly on there at no charge. Okay. Okay. Supposedly. I don't know if I feel like there is really a probability of all of that happening or not, because it may cut into the revenue of certain advisory businesses out there. And it also may make the record keeping a little more arduous Mm -hmm. on employers. Right. And it's already kind of difficult and complicated in and of itself. So, before we get too deep into that, I want to back off and ask the question. How does the money get there in the first place? This 30% of people and 100 billions of dollars, how did it get there? Well, you made an election, and you chose to put money in there. Okay. So, I went... In, in most cases. Now, there are some 401k plans that have uh, an automatic enrollment 
mm-hmm. if you're an employee, mm-hmm. and it may be one or two percent of your pay that that automatically goes in the plan. Mm-hmm. However, I would say, generally speaking, you made an election to say, "Hey, I want to put a certain percentage of my pay mm-hmm. into this plan for my retirement." One All right. Uh, before you go past that point about an automatic election, mm-hmm. let's say working for Phil's radio station, mm-hmm. he had decided that you were going to have an automatic election plan. Okay. What would motivate him to have a plan like that? What's he trying to do? Is it just because he's such a great guy and he wants you to be able to retire? Well, he he probably knows and anticipates that you will not save unless you're made to save. (laughs) Okay. And why is that a benefit to him? Why is that his business? Why would he want that to be the case? Think of it this way. Would you put money into Social Security if you didn't have to? Well, a lot of people wouldn't. Right. My father was a minister, and ministers have this kind of special election where they get to elect to get out, and there are a number of of ministers Mm -hmm. who do. They elect to keep that 7-8% right right now, Mm -hmm. and also, you know, there's a certain feeling that they don't trust the government, Mm -hmm. and is it going to be there when I I need it, and so I I can handle my own money my way, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And so, yeah, a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't do it. Um, are there other advantages of, of to an employer uh, to try to have a plan where you're automatically enrolled or they automatically put money into a plan? Uh, do they meet certain uh, rules or, or is it? there are going to be some uh, some minor advantages mm-hmm. for an automatic enrollment and or matches that maybe an employer would provide mm-hmm. um, uh, specifically when it gets around to testing on the plan okay a a retirement plan cannot benefit one particular group of individuals more than another group okay so let's say for instance Phil the owner over there mm-hmm. he's got the retirement plan and he's putting money and socking away as much as he can because he knows how important it is mm-hmm but if it were discriminatory in any way towards any of his other employees, then that would not be allowed. Oh, absolutely. All right. And so there are certain tests, you Correct. said, yep. uh, basically filling out a spreadsheet and making mm-hmm. sure the math works. That's right. Right? And he can't benefit more than a couple percent, more than everybody else, or you know, all that mm-hmm. technical stuff, which is, is one part of the point that I wanted to make. Sometimes this can be tech, uh, technical, and sometimes this can be – uh, uh, add extra mm-hmm. accounting right. to an employer. And uh, I just see that this national registry, if we don't watch it, could possibly do that. And that may be one of the reasons that some people have been against it in the past, mm-hmm. and it's not out there. So if we don't have this national registry and there's money hanging out there, the first question I had was, how did it get there? And you said I made an election probably, or they automatically enrolled me. Right. All right. Made an election to do what? To take money out of your pay and put it into an account for your benefit. Okay. All right. So when I signed up, whether I realized I signed up or not, maybe at the time I did all that employment stuff. Mm -hmm. They give me a bunch of forms to fill out. Yeah. These W-4s and I-9s and all kinds of other stuff I have to fill out? 
you know, some of the best stories that I hear sometimes is, is you know, somebody coming in who's ready for retirement, mm-hmm. and you ask them the question, well, how, much, how did you decide on how much you were going to, you know, stick away? And they said, well, when I started working 40 years ago, I just put down 5%, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've never really planned against it. Mm-hmm. I've never really done any calculations that, you know, 4% would do, or I right. need to put in 7 Right. I just, I put in 5 mm-hmm. And I don't know where that number came in. It might be when I was filling out the form, I look across the table at my human resource person or the owner, and I said, hey, Phil, what would you do? Well, I'm putting in 5 Okay, 5 sounds good. Huh? Right. It's almost like it was an arbitrary thing. Yeah. And so we signed up. Mm-hmm. Or somebody signed us up, and money went in to most of these plans out of my pay. Out of your pay. All right. The employer put some money in? Yeah, on a pre-tax basis. Okay. Meaning that the money that you, you take out of your pay is not taxed presently. Okay. And as the money goes into the plan, over the years you hope that it grows, and mm-hmm. then one day when you get ready to retire, hopefully you're in a lower tax bracket. And you've had the growth on this money for all these years with no tax paid on it. Okay. Hopefully, you you pay an effectively lower tax rate. Because I'm going to pay tax one day. It, you will. Okay. Uh, well, somebody will. All right. It may not be you. Uh, you uh, get if, hit by the beer truck. Right. So if if I pass away, it goes to somebody else. My estate or my family still hadn't gotten out of the paying the tax. Correct. All right. But I'm putting it at now because obviously mm-hmm. I'm saving for the future. And I want a tax break because that means I'm not paying tax on that money I put in, right? Right. If I choose to put in fifty dollars, mm-hmm. or the percent I choose to put in calculates to be fifty dollars here to make the math easy, uh, that's fifty dollars I'm not paying tax on now. Mm-hmm. All right. So that sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm putting it in a segregated account where it can be growing for me. All right. So I do that, and I work for Phil for a couple years, and then I leave. And in the back of my mind. About the only thing I remember is, Greg, if you touch that money, it's going to cost you taxes and penalties. Mm-hmm. You think that may be one of the reasons people are leaving this money alone? I think it's probably uh, one of the reasons. 30% of us? Mm-hmm. $100 billion out there? And you say it's partly because I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And what I do understand has something to do with taxes and math. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to avoid it like I do a rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. And I just leave it alone. Yeah. But I need to tell somebody about it, don't I? No, or, or do you? Huh? Do I need to keep up with it some way? Do, what happens if that beer truck hits me? Mm-hmm. Hopefully you've established beneficiaries on that account. Oh, that's another yep. point we need to make, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that. So these accounts pass by beneficiary, okay. which means that it doesn't matter what your will says. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you've told your spouse. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you told your children. Mm-hmm. You've got a form that says if you die, this money goes to a certain individual or, or, or people, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. My little twisted Alabama not like the rules want to get away with something boy here is coming out. Okay. All right. So if I had a girlfriend, yep. could I leave this money to my girlfriend and my wife not know about it? 
Um, potentially, yeah. Because mm. you said you just told me now. Nowadays, they they require something called spousal consent if you choose somebody other than your spouse. Oh. So let me take that a step further. Let's say that you had a girlfriend and you mm-hmm. left her as the beneficiary. Uh-huh. Things didn't work out with you and this girlfriend. A couple of years later, you get married, right? But okay. you just never change this beneficiary form. Oh. And then you die. Mm-hmm. Well, you would theoretically want your money to go to your current spouse, right? Yeah, because if not, yeah. she's gonna she's gonna dig me up and kill me right. again. But because you didn't change this beneficiary form, uh huh, that would potentially go or would go to your girlfriend. So from the a, last beneficiary form I mm-hmm. signed is the legal document. That's the valid one. Hmm. So this money that's hanging out mm-hmm. there, it, it's not only important, I think, as an advisor that we know about it and we plan mm-hmm. against it and we manage it now for you. Right. We also need to be taking care of the business related to it mm-hmm. for the future for the correct persons to have it if something correct. happens to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're, gonna, we're up against a break. We're going to take a break here at the Advisors Roundtable, and when we come back, we're going to continue this discussion about all this money hanging out there, why it's there, and what to do about it here at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio with certified financial planners Bubba Labus and yours truly, Greg Cooley. So, Bubba, we're talking about all these orphaned 401k accounts that's kind of hanging out there. According to the latest statistics, 30% of working age adults in America have money hanging out there. Now, it may only be a couple thousand dollars, but it may be twenty or $30,000. This, this estimate... 30% of the people adding up to $100 billion? Right. That's real money. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about that just a little bit. Let's say that you become aware that, you know, or you're listening to us, and, you know, we've rattled your cage a little bit, and you think, you know, I do need to address this. Uh, I did work for Old Fields Radio Station back there before I went to mm-hmm. work for the National Public Broadcasting, and so um, I need, you know, I probably need to do something with that three or four thousand dollars out mm-hmm. there. So they call you up, Bubba. I heard you talking about this on the radio. What should I do with this three or four thousand dollars? Well, so let's get back to the, the question that or, that you had there to begin with, and we're talking about the number of folks out there that have a balance, mm-hmm. right? Many retirement plans will have an automatic distribution if your balance isn't over a certain amount. Mm-hmm. And that's for um, um, reasons to keep the administration of the plan and the cost of the plan low. Right. Right? So if you've got a balance of $4,000, $5,000 or less, mm-hmm. and you sever employment and your account is still there a year later, mm-hmm. they're probably going to cut you a check. All right. Now, which would be taxable. The reason for them to cut a check has something to do with all that record keeping we've already talked about that Phil's having to do over there as Mm -hmm. a small employer. And it's already burdensome enough. Right. All right. So keeping up with my account Mm -hmm. and putting it in his his reports and stuff, the Department of Labor and the IRS and the Treasury Department have all gotten together and said, we understand, you know, it's Bubba, you're you're really asking the man to do a whole lot for you here. Mm -hmm. So the issuing the check can come in one of two ways. Mm-hmm. Number one is they just send you a check. 
Right. The problem is there have been lawsuits in the past mm-hmm. because that would cause me a tax burden, That's right? That's right. Because if Phil says, hey, Greg, you got mm-hmm. this three or $4,000 here, and I don't want to keep up with it, and the law says if it's anything under 5000 I have the right to do something with it, I'm sending you a check yeah. for, th- for three or $4,000. Mm-hmm. That's three or four extra thousand dollars I'm going to have to pay tax on this That's year. right. And that may not be something I want to do. Well, and, and they may, may withhold 20% tax for you right off the top and send it out and, and be done with it anyway. Uh, that's right. And I may say I didn't want 20%. I wanted 10 And this is a free country, and I wanted to yeah. make my own decision about my own money. And they could say, tough, you should have read the plan document and t- taken care of your business. And so in the plan document, many times in order to cover themselves so they don't have to deal with my attorney, there's a thing called a safe harbor uh, IRA mm-hmm. that they could send the money to. Right. Uh, and so I still have some money hanging out yeah. there. If I took the check, mm-hmm. whether the tax was taken out or not, then the money's not hanging out there. That's it's either right. in my bank account or it's in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Or if they put it in the safe harbor IRA so it's out of his plan, but it's somewhere else, it's still somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It ain't, you know, and it's something I'm not taking, uh, probably managing. And if it goes into a safe harbor IRA, it's probably just stuck in a money market. Mm-hmm. Meaning what? It's Meaning not growing. It, it's not growing. It's not invested, and it yeah. doesn't have the risk of the market going down yeah. sometimes. But over time, that may not be the best place for me. I, I would say it's probably not the best place for you. So, However, uh, would would you as an employer mm-hmm. be willing to take on the responsibility of investing somebody else's money without talking to them about Absolutely it first? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So you got to stick it over there. So even in this case when you're talking about the Department of Treasury mm-hmm. and Department of Labor mm-hmm. coming in and creating these accounts, how mm-hmm. would they be invested? Exactly. I think it's one of the reasons in the past. It sounds like a great idea Mm -hmm. and having these portability sites in this place. I can go to this national registry and do whatever. But this is fairly complicated. And we are talking about dealing with somebody else's money Mm -hmm. here. Right. I mean, how many people are going to just walk down the street and say, hey, you look honest. Do something with my checkbook. Mm -hmm. No. Well, we're not going to have people probably that happy about it until they understand it so that's what we're here to we're trying to talk to you and and help you understand it we know where the money came from we know the money's there or going to be sent to me or in some safe harbor ira i still need to address it right because even if they send the the check to me bubba what's the smartest thing for me to do with three thousand dollars today well, depends on your circumstances, right? Ah, so we do need to have yeah. a plan related to this. So the question would be, if you're listening today and you have money still out there, still in the old employer's plan or in one of these safe harbor, they moved it out of the plan for their convenience, safe harbor IRA thing, and it's still out there, what do I need to do? Could I move it to my present employer? There is that possibility if your present employer has a plan and they allow for roll-ins. Okay. Most plans would. Okay. All right. So when whoever I'm working for now, Mm -hmm. when they put together their plan, they had an option as to whether to take Mm roll-ins. 
Meaning that, you know, you had the old plan with uh, with Phil's radio station. Mm-hmm. Now you're working at NPR, mm-hmm. and you can take your old plan and put it with your new plan at NPR. Okay. Would that be a decent option for me, you think? Yeah, absolutely it would. Because it would do a couple of things. Okay, it, what it would, would it do? It would align your investments with whatever you chose within that plan. Mm-hmm. It would make sure that your beneficiary designations are up to date because you've recently changed jobs, right, and went to NPR, mm-hmm. and you had to fill out beneficiary designations when you did that plan. Mm-hmm. So it, I think for a couple of reasons, it would be a good good idea or a good option to do that. Yeah. And if mm-hmm. I pass away, everything's in one pile. That's right. Huh? Mm-hmm. And probably now that I've gone to work for a new employer and they've given me a new set of documents to fill out about my retirement money. Yeah. I've probably filled out a fresh beneficiary form within the last year or two. That's right. And hopefully I put that new wife on there and that old girlfriend that's on that old plan, you know, is not on this Mm -hmm. money. And if I roll that other money in here, then that money comes under this beneficiary form. Right. So that old beneficiary form, because it has zero balance that had the girlfriend on it. Mm Mm-hmm. Is not really effective for me anymore. Right. So I, I, I've addressed a bunch of things here. You have. All right. However, what if this NPR plan is an old, crusty 401k plan mm-hmm. that hasn't been updated and has poor investment choices in it? Oh. Well, maybe that's a reason not to, to move your, your old plan to the new plan. Oh. All right, so before I do this, before I move it from the old plan to the new plan, because you almost had me talked into it, right. brother. Right. I mean, I was really close to mm-hmm. doing that. Before I do that, I, I got two or three things I need to look into. Mm-hmm. I need to look into the investment choices right. that the new plan has. Mm-hmm. Are there fees Yeah. associated with that? So what if I don't like the fees or the investment choices, or it, it is an old plan and they don't allow roll-ins? Right. When they signed up 20 years ago, it wasn't a big thing, or maybe nobody checked it off or has uh, reevaluated their plan recently. Maybe it doesn't accept roll-ins. Now what do I do that money still hanging out there? Well, then, then you can do your own self-directed IRA rollover. And everybody's heard that term, a rollover IRA. Uh-huh. And you, you basically just move it over to another, another account, maintains its tax-deferred status. Okay. You've got investment flexibility in mm-hmm. most cases, depending on the institution that you choose. Okay. Um, you set up new beneficiaries, mm-hmm. and then you make investment choices. Okay. All right. What if I've been one of those people who has avoided all this because this sounds complicated? Hmm. And I don't want to make investment choices. I don't understand all this. And I don't want to fill out all that form, those forms. And I don't want to get on the phone. And I don't want to call somebody. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons there's, four, there's 30% of, of the yeah, people. I, I think you're right. That aren't doing it because it's just too dang complicated. Mm-hmm. Or seems like it. What if? I'm one of those people. You've talked me into doing something, or you, you've really, it's kind of like going to church. You know, everything yeah. he says I agree with, yeah. I ain't going to do it. But I'm everything, not do it. you know, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. there's, there's a difference between agreeing with something right. and it sounding like something I ought to do, mm-hmm. and then me doing it. And taking the action to complete it. Uh huh. 
So we're going to go up against this other break, and when we come back, that's our teaser to talk about why you should do it, or if you don't do it, how you can get somebody else to help you do this here at the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk Radio with certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. So Bubba, we're, we've been talking about this, this money, these dormant IRA accounts that are hanging out there for people. About 30% of us, about $100 billion in America still hanging out there. And how that Congress is trying to bring some attention to this by talking about this auto portability system mm-hmm. where you, by your Social Security number, can see all of those and possibly try to bring them in if your new plan allows you to do that. But some of that just sounds like work. Some of that sounds like complication. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds like dealing with the government. It sounds like has something to do with taxes, and I don't want to mess it up. Right. In fact, it's all of that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one with of the reasons. With a nice big bow on it. With a nice yeah. big bow on it. Yeah, thank, you, know, you, you can thank the, the Congress and the IRS and the Department of Labor and the Treasury and all those other uh, entities for all of those characteristics. So... If I'm one of those people, 30% of the people who don't want to address this, what do I do? Do I, Can I go to a bank or a financial mm-hmm. institution or a planner and he or she can kind of do this for me for a fee yeah. and, and kind of help me know where my stuff is and if something happens to me then i've coordinated my beneficiary i I can do that i would say that's the most logical step okay if you're if you're unwilling to to deal with it Mm -hmm. and do it uh then somebody else will do that for you for a cost okay so work me through what it possibly could cost me um, if I have a four thousand oh, dollar account yeah. balance out there at Phil's radio station where I work, yeah. and I've left it out there, and I haven't done anything with it in three years mm-hmm. since I left him, what's it going to cost me for three or four thousand dollars to have somebody help me with this? Okay. So uh, I'm going to give a couple of different scenarios. Let's say that you you pick a bank, okay, and you open up an IRA rollover at a bank, and you want to put this. $4,000 in a CD, mm-hmm. and you're going to get, let's say you get 1% on a two-year CD. Because you held the banker down and put a gun to his head. And, yeah, okay. right, 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 yeah. 1%, Bubba. Ooh. Yeah. All right, go ahead. All right, I, I'm making things up. Here. Right. <laughs> on the fly, right? I would say that, that that banking institution is probably not going to cost really anything to you. Okay. Um, that you would have to pay. Okay. Okay. And they can uh, have all these forms for me, and they know how to do this. Yeah. and have somebody help you out to do that okay. um, and, and have the thing done and, and, and over with. Okay. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Okay. Until the CD renews, and then you know, they'll you renew it at one half of 1%. <laughs> right? <laughs> they suckered me in. Sure. Okay. Sure. All right. All right. So another, uh, another thing that you could do is, is uh, you could probably, well, um, I would say a, a brokerage institution or a financial advisory institution okay. might be an, another option for you. All right. Um, in, in general, most of those institutions are going to have uh, probably a minimum charge on mm. a particular account. Okay. 
uh, in order to keep and maintain and house the account. Okay. You know, they've got to send out statements. They've got to send out tax documents. They've mm-hmm. got to make sure that everything's reported accurately. Mm-hmm. And that may cost $25 a year. Okay. On top of that, there may be um, a commission involved mm. and or an advisory fee involved on the account. Because in this situation, as opposed to doing it at a bank where mm-hmm. they charge me zero, right. but I'm going to make whatever that CD is, right. a half or 1% or whatever. Mm-hmm. Over here, there's a potential that it's going to be invested Correct. for the possibility of of higher, better, long-term performance or whatever, but I got to pay for somebody to help me do that. That's right. Okay. All right. And I pay a commission or a fee? You pay a commission or a fee. And Mm. that fee, could it be, um, and or commission could be anywhere from 5% Mm. down, uh, or you could pay upwards of 1% to 1.5% on an annual basis. Okay, so let's do the real math. It's $4,000 in my example. 5% commission would be 200 bucks. That's right. Would they usually take that out of my $4,000? They would. You wouldn't write a separate check for that. Okay. All right. But if I chose, I don't so want to pay a commission. So you'd $3,800 that would be invested. Okay. But what if I case. say I don't want to pay a commission, I want to do this 1% thing. I heard you say 1% as mm-hmm. opposed to 5%. 1% right. sounds better than 5% for some reason. Well, then typically on a, on a quarterly basis, you're going to owe $10 per quarter. Oh. Now, as your account balance grows or, or declines, you may owe a little bit more or less based on the way they calculate the charges on it. Okay. All right. um, another thing to, to keep in mind and be aware of is that sometimes the investments themselves that are chosen are going to have charges associated with them. Okay. It's called an internal operating expense. Mm. And, you know, if you, if you buy a particular mutual fund, that mutual fund has to pay its analysts and managers and pay the electricity bill. So there's going to be a cost associated with that. Mm-hmm. Many cases and many times it's going to be something that you don't necessarily see, but it is there. Okay. All right. So over time, I would have to pay mm-hmm. in order to get this moved for me. That's right. But if you're my advisor mm-hmm. and you're my friend and you're looking at this $4,000 that's dangling out there, wouldn't you say I ought to do one of these? I, I, absolutely, I would. I, because it, it makes me mm-hmm. uh, reevaluate all of my investments and my retirement um, uh, savings total in total. It also makes me re- uh, readdress my beneficiary designations. Um, and it makes me more aware and my family more aware. Mm-hmm where all my stuff is sure we we deal with estates all the time man and you know when you have all of these dangling unattended to accounts out there it can take a long time to go through those that's right so the the possibility of either consolidating them uh, in one account like we talked about with the portability mm-hmm. of possibly being able to roll it into your new employer or moving it to my own IRA where at least my spouse and my advisor mm-hmm. knows where it is that's that's probably a better option than leaving it as part of the 100 billion dollars right. worth of almost unclaimed assets mm-hmm. right that's right and 30% of us haven't done that. Mm-hmm. 
and you say that doesn't alarm or, or doesn't surprise you. What what would happen if you had this ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollar account at an old four hundred one k? You got another job and you moved somewhere else. You didn't let the other folks know where you were moving to. Mm-hmm. So you've got this account out there, right? Mm-hmm. And they would be willing and and anxious and eager to get rid of it and send it to your beneficiary should you die. Right. But they don't have any way to contact you because they don't know where you are now. Or I moved to another state and they right. don't know I died. Right. I mean, there there are significant assets yeah. hanging out there. We were talking to a lady a day or two ago and... You know, she's trying to get her a grasp and her mm-hmm. arms around this her mother's estate, right. and she had no idea where the life insurance mm-hmm. was, if there were, or how much they the the investments mm-hmm. are. Uh, you know, who to talk to. None of that's been done. That's right. This is one step toward getting that done mm-hmm. for you, right? Correct. All right. So, and you say you're you're not really that uh, uh, alarmed that the number is this high. You you thought it might be forty percent of the people. Yeah, I thought it would have been a higher number than that. Is that because when people come in and talk to you and you ask them, hey, you know, over the last twenty years, tell me about your employment mm-hmm. history, and they start telling you these places, and you under you yeah. uncover, mm-hmm. you know, well, you got you know two thousand over here and right. four thousand over there, and they almost don't seem to be worried about it, do mm-hmm. they? They don't. I, I really don't understand because I'm I'm so much of a retentive kind of person, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so OCD about these sorts of things. But not everybody's the same, are we? That's right. Um, I do want to encourage people Mm -hmm. that if you're one of those people in that 30% where you have retirement assets somewhere else. And if your brain just clicks off because you hear the word financial, (laughs) right? Go get some help with it. (laughs) I I think you do make a good point that, Mm -hmm. that many times our brains do click off when we hear anything related to math or finances, or here's another one, taxes. Mm -hmm. Any of that, any of those things, I'd just rather not deal with them. I'd rather somebody else deal with them. Uh, And we've had people say, you know, you you say, why haven't you done this? Well, I just left that for my kids. Well, Mm -hmm. why are you mad at them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, why don't you do it? And if you don't want to do it, there are other people who can help you with it. So please, uh, you know, don't be part of the lost and found. Uh, find it, manage it, use it for your good. That's the word of the day here at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio.
The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an Advisors Roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Thank mm-hmm. you.